You are listening to the People First podcast. People First is a self-advocacy group run by people with learning disabilities. And People First podcast is a platform to raise awareness about real issues that affect people with learning disabilities in our community and all around the world. We aim to inform and entertain our listeners by interviewing interesting guests and talking about the things that really matter to us. This is like having a stage to speak out and get our voices heard. to the People First forecast. They, they, we will be speaking to Paige from the Good Play special that affects. Thank you for taking the Zoom to spot to us today. We help you join bringing on the show and answering the questions. Well, thank you for that lovely introduction. So, hello, yes, I'm Paige. I'm the Gaming Community Manager from Special Effect. What is Special Effects? We are a UK charity who work to level the playing field for gamers with visible disabilities. So we do that in lots of different ways, but our main aim is to ensure that everyone can enjoy gaming no matter their ability. Who are special effects for? Oh, it's a big question. So special effects is for everyone, really. So when we say that we work to level the playing field for gamers with physical disabilities, That's some of our work around setting up game setups, accessible setups and things like our Bubble Busters program, which helps to sort of work with medical isolation and ensure that people can, you know, stay in contact with their schools and their friends. But we have lots of projects that work all around the world, things like the Dev Kit, which is an online resource that our team made with lots and lots and lots of information on how game developers can make their games better for people that require accessibility needs. So it's a bit of everyone, really. How long have special effects been going for? How did it start? So special effects started in 2007. So being 2022, this is our 15th year anniversary, which is very exciting. Um, Dr. McDonagan, our CEO, who's a a lovely gentleman, was working in in education in schools um, and was working to make sure that the kids there were able to do their schoolwork accessibly. There's a cat um, to do their work (laughs) accessibly and to to be able to get on easily and, and, you know, keep up with everyone else. But some of the parents of those children were saying that their kids were bored at home and, you know, couldn't play video games or go out. And was there anything he could do to help them have the same level of access at home? And so the idea of special effects came about. And that's that's where we started. What's your cat called? This is Titan. He 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 likes it when I'm on camera because he thinks he's going to get treats. Is that, so. is that my cat or he does that? <laughs> oh, he's on the window now. He'll be back. He, he loves to be part. Right. How many different accessible or adapted gaming setups have you worked on? 
That's a very good question. Uh, hundreds or thousands, these uh, like easily. So, a lot of the work that special effect does is sort of one to one with somebody who is physically disabled and not able to play the games they want to play. So, you know, they might not be able to use one of their hands, and so we need to come up with an accessible setup that uses only one hand and maybe their shoulder or something like that. So, for every person that comes and asks us for help, we design a brand new setup just for them so every week we're working on you know at least 10 there's so, there's so many um and they're they're all all very individual because everyone has very individual needs which game company has you worked with we've worked with a lot of companies and it's been from really, really big companies like Xbox and, and Sony, really wonderful, to really tiny little creators, you know, talking about the devs behind uh, Gang Beasts and things like that. And it's been wonderful no matter who we've worked with. And we've even worked with some developers um, for things like every year we do this fundraising event called Game Blast, which is where we ask streamers and podcasters and creators to do uh, like a fundraising event on the last week of February. And that event normally has teams led by Sega and Coatsync and they get some of their community people to get together and they put together a stream team of gamers who like their games. And then they come and support us as a, as a dev team, which is, which is really lovely and it's very fun. You get to see a lot of Sonic around, uh, around Game Blast. Is anywhere, can you do it in graphics or anywhere near there? The really cool thing about Game Blast is it's in well, it's run online because a lot of the people like like me, you can see this probably isn't my office. Um, this is this is my work from home office because I'm I'm disabled as well and I can't safely go into an office. So we run it online so that people all over the world can take part and really safely as well. But there are a few little like in-person events that take part as well. So if there's something running near you, you're more than welcome to. But that's why it's streamers and videos and podcasts and things that live on the internet so everyone can take part comfortably and safely. How accessible do you think mainstreams, games and cornholes are currently? It's a little difficult to answer that one because there are, I mean, there are hundreds of thousands of games and lots of different sized teams that make the games from, you know, things like Stardew Valley that was made by one person initially to games that take hundreds, if not thousands of people. But I definitely think that recently we've seen some very cool things for accessibility. Things like The Last of Us uh, has had really great uh options for people who are blind or may not be able yeah, to see as well that. really like great stuff Spider-Man, miles morales that sort of stuff yeah and then you've insomniac got things like great for that insomniac are wonderful yeah. you've got god of war ragnarok coming out as well which had a whole reveal like sort of segment which was all about accessibility and that's super Ooh. exciting so a huge I video from them it, it was fantastic so there's a lot more happening than there ever used to be. And I think that it's becoming much more mainstream, which is really great. Something which I'd just like to jump in and ask, because you mentioned uh, this higher level of accessibility and something which is fairly current is The Last of Us got re-released mm. with a lot more accessibility options, which on the one hand is great, but I think there was some questions along kind of in the community of, are 
is a company essentially locking those extra accessibility features in a premium £70 re-release or something, whereas yeah. that, should, that creates a barrier to entry. You're forcing people with accessible needs to pay for a premium product, whereas everyone else can buy the same game on a previous console because we don't need those accessible options. Just I wondered what your thoughts were on that. So I guess this is a very much personal thought because I, I don't know. I haven't spoken about it with the, the special effect team. I think that's a very fair point. And if it was just an accessibility update for the existing game, then, you know, there would be absolutely no argument that should be delivered free. Uh, but I think as far as I'm aware with The Last of Us, it came with like a full game sort of redesign and new graphics and new background engines and stuff like that being done. So I can see why it has a cost. Um, but yeah, I do. I do love that there are some games that have gone back to their older titles and added in accessibility, which is really great. Um, and I'd love to see more of that. Even simple things like Nintendo, where they have the, the Switch and they have their back catalogs of the older games and older consoles. There's a, a rewind mechanic that I love. So if you have any issues with like sort of cognitive impairment and you mess up a jump and you'd have to start the whole level again, you can just rewind to before that jump and do it right and continue on. So. I, I love that some devs are thinking of sort of going back and adding what they can with what they've learned from, you know, future titles or just as a team, what they've been able to learn over time. How much has accessible gaming changed over the last 10 years? Ooh, it's changed a lot. Then again, when I think of 10 years ago, I think of 1990, but that was 30 years ago. So that's not quite correct. But in the last 10 years, we've gone from things like the, you know, the Xbox 360 all the way through two different gens to the, you know, the PS5 and the Xbox series and all that kind of thing. So the technology itself has improved massively to allow for more accessibility. The controllers, there's been a lot of work on controllers. So things like the Xbox adaptive controller is amazing and can be used across a couple of different platforms. PlayStation has its new controller coming out with toggleable switches on the back, which is brilliant for accessibility. I think it's been in a lot more, a forefront of a lot more devs' minds that there's a lot of disabled gamers that want to be able to play or people that just want to be able to use accessibility to make their gaming easier, you know, for them to manage. So it's changed a lot, and especially as more people have said, we need this or we would like this. Could you help us out? So there's been a lot of wonderful advocacy and a lot of groups coming together to say this is the kind of stuff we need, which may not have existed more than 10 years ago in the way that it does today. How do you think technology can work to improve things over the next 10 years? So I think personally what technology sort of can do to improve is keep doing what it's doing and that sounds a little silly but as with the last question where we see where it's come in the last 10 years continuing that trajectory and talking to more disabled gamers and talking to more advocates and talking to people who know what they're talking about and have lived experience is super helpful uh, when new technology is available just asking the question of how could this make someone's experience easier and and going from there and with the games it's it's playing them and going is this would this be difficult for somebody getting other playtesters to give them a go and, and see what they think because not everyone thinks the same not everyone experiences the same things so if you ask others their opinions you're just going to get more data to do a better job with but i i definitely think that's been happening a lot 
um, recently, it's it's been a lot more in the forefront. We're hearing a lot more about accessibility. And when games are announced, people have started asking, you know, what are the accessibility features? How can people play this game? So I think continuing as they're going and just keeping being adventurous and trying things out is the best way to go. Where is it important it was guess that virtuality to join and play games? I I love this question because, um, as I mentioned, I I am disabled as well, multiply sort of physical different things, um, and games, and it's it's not even exaggerating to say are are life saving when there's lots of things you can't do in the world for for safety or just you know access. Having games is incredible and a lot of the people that we've supported at special effect have asked for our help for the same reason to to get back into something they love to have access to communities and friends to be able to you know enjoy something they might not otherwise be able to do i mean not all of us can you know ride a horse and shoot a bow and take down a troll but in a video game we can all do that and that's amazing that's that's so fun and even just as simply as you want to make a massive house in the sims and play that with your you know with your friends or stream it 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 brings people together gaming brings people together and it allows us to experience something magical and i i think that's why it's important everyone gets the opportunity to play some of the 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 younger people that we've worked with will not be able to play football with their siblings outside or, or go out to play but they can both plug into FIFA and play football together and laugh and, and have that fun which is so so special especially when you're a young kid and you might not get to experience all these things sort of for yourself the ability to still do them sort of on a screen with the people you love is is so cool FIFA is cool I love FIFA, FIFA is cool I'll agree with you there Graphic City will be on there. <laughs> I think most teams are, David. Who do you spot, Tom? Liverpool, but I don't know what's <laughs> going to happen, though, because oh. he is losing licence next year. Mm, they're, cha- they're changing some of it, and it's getting a new name, but I don't think it's going to... I don't think it can go anywhere, really. It's been it's been around since I first started playing games. So. Yeah, 93 or something. Yeah, long time. We heard your CEO got an MBE earlier in the year. Can you tell us more about this? I can. So our CEO, Dr. McDonagan, in July was invited to Windsor Castle. We had a a lot of lovely photos from then um, where he received an MBE for services uh, to technology for the disabled, for the community. And that was that was really cool, because, as I said, the charity started in, in 2007. So that's that's 15 years that he and the team have been working on sort of accessibility and making sure that everyone can can play so it was really wonderful to have that recognized um but mick is a very humble gentleman and so he wanted that honor dedicated to the supporters of special effect the team itself and to all the different people that we've worked with over the years we met some of your teams at the accessibility event in Leeds. The games, they were hard to control. How easy is it for people to get used to play in this way? I think 
it's a case of some of them being easy to learn and hard to master. And I guess it really depends on how you sort of naturally get on with some of the setups. I mean, whenever you're using or playing a new game, it's always a little fiddly to figure out what all the buttons do and how they all work. So it's the same as this. I don't think any of the setups are inherently too difficult to use because they're designed to be used for people who can't play in a conventional way in big air quotes you know with just a, key, a controller or just a keyboard but for anyone that's been used to using just one of those more conventional methods they will be difficult because it's something completely brand new when you've used them for you know a couple of hours I think they become a lot more, it becomes a lot more second nature because you've, you've stopped wondering where the keyboard's gone. You're like, oh, it's, it's the little chin controller or it's your eyes and it starts to make a little bit more sense. So it's always going to be a little difficult at first, but that's why when we put together our accessible setups for people, it's tailored to what each person needs to be able to do and how they're going to be the most comfortable. But hopefully it doesn't take them as long. Not like FIFA. <laughs> Not like FIFA. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think we tried the, uh... I don't know if you tried it, David, but I, I think they had the Xbox adapted controller there and one of the chin controllers. Oh, yes. And they were quite good. I can't even control that car when you crashed it. <laughs> <laughs> you remember you took over me and you crashed that oh, car? Oh, yeah. She's a wheeze. You crashed my blinking <laughs> car, you naughty boy. <laughs> I think oh, they caught it more at one point. <laughs> You're trying to get it on the roof, but you can't do it, so... Yeah. <laughs> How can people get involved with special effects? There are lots of ways people can get involved. So if they're looking for some help to play games, then they can go to the special effect website, which is specialeffect.org.uk, and there's a contact form they can fill in. If you're sporty and you want to do some fundraising, cycling or running or a long walk, there's a, an events tab on the website as well, because we have lots of different sort of fundraising sporty events running all throughout the year. If you're a gamer, then you get in touch with somebody like me or my colleagues, Becky and Ali uh, via our Discord or Twitter. And you can speak to us about doing fundraising that way or taking part in our stream team or the Game Blast event we mentioned earlier. Or if you're a game dev and you want to support us, you can get in touch via the website as well uh, for things like our one special day event that we have coming up in, oh goodness, next week. So <laughs> it's a very busy time, but there's so many ways that people can get involved. But mostly just start with reaching out and tell us what how you'd like to get involved and we'll go from there. Do you do a weekend? So it depends what kind of thing you mean. So we don't tend to do many in-person things at the minute because we're still sort of moving back into sort of having the office open more with yeah. COVID in mind and things like that. But there are events. There are lots of events that take part over the weekend. Oh, buzzing. Come down and <laughs> join it. <laughs> Thank you so much for those great answers. We have learned a lot about what an amazing company special effects is and why accessible gaming is so important. Thanks for talking to us, Paige. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we sign off? Uh, a big thank you to you all for having me and for having such a, a wonderful and important podcast. It really is very important. And to everyone out there for listening, 
And again, if you are looking for special effects help or advice or to get involved, just go to the website, which is specialeffects.org.uk. I'm going to have a look at that this afternoon. What's the website called again? www.specialeffect.org.uk As always, remember to share the broadcast with any people as you can so anyone can learn about how important accessible gaming in the community is. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next time.